G'day everyone and welcome to an, another Bloody Movie Podcast. I'm Sean Coates, thanks so much for listening. And today is a very, very special episode because it's, it's a bit different because we are not coming from my uh, shed in Shepparton, we're not coming from my uni dorm room, we're not even from one of the lovely recording studios in the Applied Science Building. We are here in the podcasting lounge with my very special guest, the host of I Love Green Guide Letters and Steel Wars, Steel Saunders. Hey, you guys, we are in the podcasting lounge and I'm, I'm about to move. So the lounge is, there is yeah, stuff. some quite nice decor around here that's just. Yeah, it looks like a nerd's apartment's been ransacked. There is stuff everywhere. It's out of control. Like I, I come home every night and I feel you like I've been. You think you've been robbed? Yeah. And I'm just like, if I was wondering if someone broke in, if they'd just go. Oh, nah, someone's got here before But then you probably just come around and you're like, oh, thank God they didn't steal any of my Star Wars toys. Yeah. Well, I actually got broken into years ago and they took like cameras and stuff. But I, the first thing I did after making sure my cat was okay was going to my cabinet and just like going, those idiots don't know the value <laughs> of a vintage Star Wars figure. No, definitely so, not. So I'm, so I'm sort of glad that they were naive to that. Okay. But I, I'm I'm leaving the country, so don't come looking for my apartment, everyone. Yeah, it won't be on uh, like uh, never mind stuff that. Oh, edit point. <laughs> I'm taking cues from you, Steel. Nice. All right. Um. So let's talk about some movies because this is a movie podcast. Um. Because you're as we said at the top, you have a Star Wars Star Wars podcast. You mm-hmm. do talk. You love Star Wars, obviously. And looking around here, that's quite obvious. So we'll get to that in just a moment, but um, I just want to talk to you about because um, oh, yesterday I saw Alien Covenant, the new Alien film. Nice. Yes. So this is this is the Prometheus sequel. It's a, it's a sequel to Prometheus, but it's also a prequel to Alien. All right. What's so the deal with that? What's the deal with Ridley? Wasn't there a thing where it was sort of like Prometheus? It isn't a prequel, but it's. Was, it's it is. What was the deal I with that? I don't know. I can't really remember much of Prometheus. Like you, I don't really remember much of Prometheus either. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was thinking about rewatching it, but then like, um, because I do a radio show for university, and I'll plug that at the end of the show. And um, he was talking about it, and he was. I asked him if you needed to rewatch Prometheus to understand what was going on in Covenant. He basically just said, as long as you can remember what happened in the last ten minutes, you'll be fine. And they kind of recap it anyway. Oh, so okay, that's good. I was going to say, I can't remember fine. what happened in the last... I can't remember what happened in the first yep. 10 minutes. But So you've seen the trailer for it, though? Yeah, I yeah. saw the um, the alien kind of like train surfing on the top of a, oh, a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's basically the entire finale of the film, that bit. But um, So the trailers make it look like just any other alien film and the trailers i think did a bit of dis like a bit of disservice i think uh-huh. like as, as good as some of the trailers were like it, it it does stray in a bit of a different direction as well which i kind of liked and a whole section but it's i can't really mention it because of spoilers but it was a really really good um kind of departure for so how do you think the film the the preview what do you what were you going in expecting well, I guess it was just the well. It's a colony mission, and um, somehow, and aliens kind of get a get out or something, or they find aliens on this planet and they attack them, and they have to try and survive to get out of the get off the planet. And, and so and it's different than that. It's a little bit. It, it, it starts off like that, but then there's there's uh, during about the midpoint of the film, they get saved by this mysterious person who is from. The, and this is this person kind is of it ties it back to Prometheus because this is this takes place ten years after Prometheus. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Is the mysterious person Snoke? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Thankfully, no. Okay, that'd be a good crossover. Yeah. <laughs> I saw today someone was going to see it and they put up a picture of... It was like some artist had done... It was like a big alien queen standing up against Darth Vader and they were about to battle. So that was pretty interesting. I want to see that movie. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't, but I... Um, I admire the yeah, artwork. Now that I think about it, now that you brought that up, I actually kind of think that the engineers from Prometheus, does like if one of those got beaten up a little bit, they kind of would look like Snoke. Bit Snokey, huh? Yeah. Wow. That's our Snoke theories really do suck today. Yeah, I've got the T-shirt on. So, so, so you rated, you thought it was pretty good? Uh, I did like it up until about the last... Well, there's a point in the movie where like something happens and like... It's it's hard to go into it and not get into spoilers, but mm-hmm. there is a twist ending that you see coming a mile away. Ah, uh, okay. And like it, it just like it starts to th- like the movie keeps going and like it thinks that and it tries to trick you out of it being not the, that not being the twist, but apart but then when it does happen, you kind of feel like oh I figured that out. <laughs> yeah, like it, it yeah it try yeah. yeah yeah you know what I'm saying yeah and I ho- got hopefully the, the twelve listeners I have do too. The um, hey guys, how you doing? One for every month. Um, the wh- which is your favorite alien film? Well, um, I actually haven't seen any of the original four aliens. Oh films my god, yet. what are you doing? I don't know, and I'm a film student too, so and you do a, a film bit- podcast, yes, yeah, I'm ashamed, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that, that's happened, but. I, the, yeah, the only ones I've seen, well, now Covenant and Prometheus, but I've also, the only one I've ever seen from that is the first Alien versus Predator, and that's terrible. Kids today, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? I don't know, and you probably, well, we'll get back into that with Star Wars, but I will say with um, w- with Alien Covenant, though, like, a lot of the, act, like, it's a lot, like, w- one of the big things about Prometheus is that it wasn't, like, kind of gory or anything, like, it was, it was strictly kind of M-rated. Mm-hmm. And but this one is full like well R for America but here M A and okay. it's very very gory and like really graphic and which I kind of liked and there's a, and the aliens like even from I've seen clips of like the old like I know and because I've been aware of pop culture for the while I know a lot of what happens in the alien films and to see like they're terrifying and they bring back kind of that terror in this movie of those okay. aliens yeah the preview. Or the clips, I don't know, the little clips that pop up on social media, you know, mm. the advertising things, they make it seem like it's a lot more of a, almost the way it's edited is kind of like a modern, I don't know, if it's Final Destination or whatever, <laughs> but it's it's sort of edited into that modern horror film, yeah, it, like, like trailer edit sort of thing. It does a little bit, and well, even if they could, they could just go from, because I think the original, the original trailer for the first Alien film is the best trailer ever made. The in space, no one can hear yeah, scream. That, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. And yeah, it, man, it, well, it, it can't it can't be that good a trailer because it didn't get you to ma- watch the film. Well, I wasn't alive in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, or but 79. it's there. It's there. I'm 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 selling. You, I, I can sell you the box set now. This is it. I'm gonna. You come in here. I'm I'm, I'm selling off all my stuff. Um, <laughs> you got to... Oh, yeah. I, it's the first two are glorious. Like they're quite similar to. Quite similar to Terminator. Yeah, well, I have seen Terminator 1 and 2, so... Yeah. Well, the first one where the first one is quite scary, and then the second one probably did better at the box office both ways. So, maybe because it has the... James Cameron came and did that one, who's more of an action director as well. James Cameron didn't do the first one? No, it was Ridley Scott did the first one. Ah... 
Are you talking about Alien or Terminator? Alien. Yeah, okay. But okay. James Cameron did ter- the first two Terminators. Okay, anyway. yeah, there. I'll sing a Terminator. Yeah, okay. That's why I was confused. All right, sweet. But um, yeah, they, so they have a very similar, like, the first one's quite scary and the, the next one is not as scary, did better at the box office and is uh, just a bit more of a blockbuster version, but really good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then the third one's like, yeah. Yeah, well, that well, had a lot of problems with studio interference, and David Finch has gone and um, like disowned that film now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, I watched that one, Alien Three. I I would have been, I don't know, ninety two. I think it came out. Yeah, no, no. But this is um, this is a bit later. Oh, it was somewhere. I was maybe around twenty, and it was on Foxtel, and it was on. I was at my friend's house. And I was, I had food poisoning, right? Jeez. And I was spewing horribly and like I'd fall, sort of fall asleep and then wake up again and stuff, like all sweaty. And Foxtel just had this movie on repeat. So I'd wake up at all these different like times. Times where it would and, be in the... Yeah, so food poisoning and watching an alien film, this is Alien 3, on repeat, it's an it's an interesting combo. Jeez. It affects your dreams. It's like someone put the movie on shuffle or something. Like yeah, it's like they put it on 5D because I felt like I was trying to regurgitate an alien like yeah. face hugger. Uh, well, there is one. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. There is one scene because, like, you know, the original has the guy bursting out of the chest, like the alien bursting out of the guy's chest. Love in it. this one, it that one bursts out of a guy's back and out of someone's mouth in this movie. Ooh, have you seen Spaceballs? You're gonna hate me, but no, I haven't seen that. I don't, I, I don't deride my hate amongst um, what people watch. I just okay. look, at, I just look at you like you just like what's yeah. wrong. Oh, yeah, I yeah, I I do find it very weird that you went to see this um, alien film and you haven't seen the original too. Not that you need that, but yeah, it's but just, I did, I did see Prometheus though, and I, and the trailers did intrigue. Yeah, me. but that makes it worse. <laughs> like that makes it to me worse that you've seen that and not the other two. But um, and Alien versus Predator. Which, have I seen that? I feel like I saw it and it was bad, but I liked it. Is it, have yeah. got a pyramid? Is there a yeah, pyramid involved? Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's the first one. Because then they did a sequel to that and it's, by all reports, really, really bad. Oh, okay. Because I watched that one and I was hung over, which makes films better, yeah. I feel like. If you've got like fish and yeah. chips and you're hung yeah, over or definitely. whatever. Well, uh, one of the podcasts I actually, I actually listened to, um, We Hate Movies, they did this as their most recent episode. And they judge movies, like, at the end they say, well, would you recommend this movie? And then they either say yes, no, or they say, like, this is the perfect Hangover movie. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, because, yeah, Hangover hangover and On a Plane. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're a good, like, that's a good level of film. Because I, I was telling you before that I started watching Suicide Squad on a plane. <laughs> that, and that, that's no good to watch anywhere, though. Oh no no! I didn't. I couldn't yeah. watch. I got halfway. I got like. Was it the only movie that they were um, playing? Or oh no, just... there was hundreds of the things. <laughs> right. The, this was on Virgin. They've got very um, extensive back catalogue. But I was like, well, I've heard this talked about so much. It's here. I'll put it on. I got about half an hour into it, if that, and I was just like, this is. This does not deserve my time. And and this was a 14-hour plane f- flight, so I had plenty of time to burn. But I was just like, man, I'd rather just stare at the map for a little bit. So I went and did that. Um, but what was I going to say? Alien? Oh, yeah, Spaceballs. Yeah. It's a great film. You should watch it. Yep. It has the best 
easily the best alien reference out of any film that has ever been made. I've seen clips and like bits from Spaceballs as well. Like I only know like a couple of characters, like Pizza the Hut and yeah, things like yeah. That. Well, um, one of my friends has seen. He's a bit like you. Watches films in the wrong order. He's seen Spaceballs, but he hadn't seen any Star Wars films. But he thought Spaceballs really? was great. He thought it was very funny, awesome. very satirical. That's, that's interesting. But yeah, the alien reference towards the end of Spaceballs is not only one of. Not only easily the funniest alien reference ever, it is maybe one of the funniest things that has ever occurred. This, I just, I love it. I adore it. So you'll, when you watch it, you'll, it'll be very clear the bit I'm talking about. Okay, which one should I watch first, Spaceballs or the Alien franchise? Or the rest of the, the original Alien films? I'd have to go with Alien 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah, and then, and then when you just need to like chill out and, and get out of that Alien vibe, you can break it down mm. with a... A sweet bit of um, space balls. Oh, yeah, and you definitely should because then you'll find the thing I'm talking about funnier. Because uh, it's not referencing... Yep. It doesn't reference Prometheus. Uh, okay. Right. It wasn't that um, ahead of its time. But um, what else have I seen? Oh, I was saying I saw Looper. Oh, yep. So, what, because Ryan Johnson... And you got to interview him too at um, uh, uh, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, too, Celebration. So, I was. Um, we're now best friends, you guys, me and Ryan Johnson. We um we've we spent the weekend together having a great time. Um, well, I bumped into him a couple of times, and he vaguely knows I exist. So, kind of like you and me, pretty much best friends. No, I, I I wish I was, I wish Ryan Johnson knew me as well as I know you. That would be um that would be fantastic. But I think I'm in his memory now. I think I think I've made an impact. Anyway, um. And I'd be happy if he invited me to his apartment if it was this messy. That would be great. So, Looper, yes. So, so he's directing episode eight. And I felt like I had seen Looper, but I couldn't remember anything about it. I could only remember the start. And people were saying, like, I thought it was good, but then people were saying it wasn't. So, I was like, I've got to watch this film again. It turns out... I hadn't seen it all. Yeah. I fell asleep. I'd Did you seen... maybe get it confused with another movie? No, no, no. Because I'd seen the start of it. Oh, right. Which, like, and I love the premise. Like, the premise of, like, hmm. the, the people coming back in time and getting shot. And that's about as far into it as I got. And then I didn't watch, um, you know, I didn't see the end. And so I was in for quite a shock at where it went. So I think it's good. But I... You've seen it, yeah. I, was, I saw it like when it first came out in DVD because I missed it in the cinema, and also I was fourteen when it came out, and no, none of my parents didn't want to take me to see it, so uh. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it, but I did watch it when it came out on Blu-ray, and I'd always, I'd heard all the buzz about it because when it came out, it got great word of mouth, and like it was kind of that movie that like everyone went and saw, yeah, because like it was it's kind of like with the movie Get Out, like it like word got out about how good that was, and like and it made a whole bunch of money here. And like got really, really high critical praise. And also, if you haven't seen Get Out, I definitely recommend that. I'll review that on my next episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good sizzle. Yeah, very good sizzle. Again, taking <laughs> taking tips from you. Well, I'm there to be learned from, I guess. Um, but yeah, I found. So you have seen it. Sorry, um, Looper. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I do remember a lot from it. Yeah. Okay. I I so it's about you know this is an old film. So yeah, 2012. Came yeah. Out. So. You know, this is your problem, you guys. Um, so it's about how it's in the future. It's it's set in 2040, and then further in the future, 
at about 2060, maybe? 2070, I think it was. Okay. They're yeah. sending back... The mobsters are sending people back in time to get killed. Because time travel's illegal or something in the future. Yeah, because time travel's illegal, but they've got it. But also, in the future, it's it's too hard. You can't dispose of any bodies because of the technology. Yeah, yeah. So they send them back in time to get killed and disposed of. And then what happens when they send the guy that's getting the killer back to be killed? That's sort of like mm. the twist or the, the premise. Yeah. The um, that's the that's the sizzle of the film, and so that was fascinating, and I love the not yeah. too distant future. It's my favorite future, and but then they have this other aspect which they hint at at the start as it gets the film goes on, it gets more entrenched, and that's the um the kinetic ability. So the yeah the TK or whatever they yeah call the TK telekinetic so people can float. Yeah coins and stuff that's and all they really do up until like the third act isn't it yeah until you get the super tk kid that uh, that emily blunt's raising yeah farm. oh man i was trying to speak around it but you went deep down for, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like i'm gonna spoil it but not get too spoilery it, but it's about five years old now i'm sure all right. it's your podcast man it's they're your 12 I'm sure my listeners they're, they're, tw- would, they're your 12 listeners to lose you know um i'm hoping to get more than 12 with you on the podcast but <laughs> oh, are you using me what are you using I me? I thought that was obvious. Oh, okay. Edit fine. point. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm only joking. It's, it's a great, um, it's a great strategy. I think I told you to do it as well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You you offered. Yeah. I said use me, but now I'm getting used. I'm upset. I'm, I'm, I feel like I've been, you know, just brought down as an artist. As an artist. Um, so Looper. Yeah, Looper. Thank you. Yeah. So I. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy like the end bit with the TK. I would have liked to have seen the movie written and made without the TK element. Yeah, I'm just it didn't really add much. I think it was only kind of like a plot device that they kind of needed, like up until the third act. Yeah, like, it was kind of a nothing thing, and then like it became really important towards the end. Yeah, I still think you could have gone the same way with the, you know the the reveal of who's who and stuff without that. And I, I don't know, I, I sort of thought it was too big. Like, I can accept TK abilities in a film. Yeah. And I can accept time travel in a film. But when you give me both, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then I'm I, I, like... I know, you know what you're saying. And, and just those two. Like, so in the X-Men, you've got TK, you've got time travel, but then you've got Flame Man yeah. and, and Snowboy. It, it makes sense in the X-Men because... Because everyone's so, got everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've got a, you've got a you know, a, a, a smorgasbord of powers. But when they're, they're your only two, I'm, I'm sort of like, well, you just sort of... It, it, it sort of more fitted than the story. So, yeah, I would have enjoyed seeing one... That same story done without the TK thing. But it was good. You know, Joseph Gordon-Lovett and um, yeah. Bruce Willis, who I like in films. Mm. But then I've heard stories he's a, a real asshole. Yeah, in, I've, in I've heard that, like, that said in like, in, well, not from like interviews and things like that. But like the last couple of years, especially, like I think Looper was like the last time he really tried in a film. Yeah. I guess. And probably before that, it was like Unbreakable or something. Yeah. Because, like... Uh, because that's probably one of the only films I've watched and he's actually kind of gives a shit in. Like, if you watch anything recently with Bruce Willis, he just kind of looks like he's just, like, phoning it in, just collecting a paycheck almost. 
Yeah, well, I can't say I've, I've I've watched any of those films to find out, but I know yeah. Kevin Smith does not speak highly of him. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, because he made a, some oh, cop, cop film. Oh, Cop Out, that's right. Yeah. Um, with Tracy Morgan as well. Yeah, and he, like, like has horrible stories to say about um, Mr. Willis, but he was he was good in Pulp Fiction, I'll give him that much. Yeah. And just getting back to Looper, like, my problem with the movie is this, just some of the time travel things... Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, when, uh, that, like, I think it's when one of the characters is trying to escape and then, like, he's trying to climb a fence and, like, because they're cutting off his future self, it's like fingers, he loses fingers. But then I'm wondering, wouldn't he not have them in the first place if that was already going to happen to him? Yeah, that but th- that's sort of, like... The thing with time travel in films is the... The storyteller gets to decide the rules of their time travel universe. Yeah. And the thing is with that, right, with, with that premise of like, wouldn't they already be gone? Well, if you follow that backwards enough, then the film doesn't happen. Okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you I, think oh, of, yeah, because at the end, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Again, spoilers at the end, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt shoots himself, so he stops Bruce Willis, who plays the future of, of Go- yeah. future self of Go- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which, by the way, the makeup on Joseph Gordon-Levitt for him to look like Bruce Willis is really creepy. Like, it, it's good, but it just looks... It was really off-putting. I only had... I had this revelation... When was it? I think it was on Sunday night. I was at my brother's house... And they had 10 Things I Hate About You on. Oh, yeah. And he's in it. He's the little kid. Yeah. He's so different. Mm, I know. He was on a sitcom as well, I think, in the early 90s as well. Like th- oh. Third Rock from the Sun or something. Where like aliens coming to Earth pretending to be humans or something like that. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, on yeah. a research mission to Earth. Yeah, yeah I, know yeah. The, I know the show, Third Rock from the Sun. I didn't realise he was in that. But yeah, so it's weird because he's playing... So he played the orphan in... Um, the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that people, I don't know, you sort of think he's going to become Robin or Nightwing yeah, or something. It's hinted at the end, but that was the end of the franchise. Yeah. So. But he's playing opposite the Joker, Heath Ledger. Yeah. So it's a little Batman, uh, little, little Batman uh, romantic comedy there. But, um, yeah, I thought Looper was, like, it was good. Like, I, I but how are you saying about the, the yeah, so if they followed your rule... Mm. Then the movie doesn't like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no story. There's nothing. Yeah. As I said, it, it's just the opening shot is of a field, and then that's it. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you sort of have to decide what the rules are, mm. and I, I kind of thought the rules they had were pretty good, and and they sort of followed. I, I think they followed Back to the Future rules. I think so too. I'm pretty sure. Like as I said, it's been well. I haven't seen it for quite a while, but you saw it more recently, so... Mm. Because then you've got Terminator Genesis. Yeah, which is terrible. Which... What? (laughs) It doesn't make any... Speaking of movies trying to watch on planes, it took me three times to watch that. Like, or on a plane, three times to watch that. I went to the cinema! And I was like, what what is going on? Like, how he visits himself... Like, they stop the future from happening, but then he still visits his future self. And then he goes, they're in the 80s, and then they jump forward to the 90s, and then they're stuck there. So the future's all messed up. It's... I don't know. It's... It, it's isn't so they, bad. Were they trying to do that thing in like um, Back to the Future Two, where they tried they couldn't go into the future because the present day 1985 is where Biff like was when he had the almanac and like he's basically the Donald Trump of that universe now. 
Yeah, I don't. I, it just it made no sense because they changed the future, but then he still when he meets himself. Bleh, I was furious. <laughs> furious. Did you storm out of the cinema after that, or did you did you stick through it? I oh, know I watched the whole thing, oh. but I walked out and I'm like, yeah. To what? I'm, I'm going to be telling as many people as like I'm yeah, sort of don't like. See it. <laughs> I can't. I know I, I, I spoke about it, I think, on Green Guide Letters or maybe on Will's podcast. But, yeah, I, I can't... I, I, I don't want to generate the mind power to remember all the things that sucked about the end. Mm. But the end sucked. Yeah. Like I, and then like, Doctor Who showed up and I was like, what's going on? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't watch Doctor Who, so I didn't get that. But And the whole twist was spoiled in the trailer. It was... Yeah. Ugh, no, I just... I, I d- yeah, do you hate that? What they do with trailers? How it's just all they completely ruin everything. Yeah, I don't think it's a blanket thing that they always do it, but yeah. it like that one was just like you've got like you, you. It is a good sign that your movie might be not going well because it should be a treat. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be like yeah. if you're giving it away in the yeah exactly. Like, what's the point? Yeah, but like, what if in the the um the teaser trailer for the Last Jedi, if we found out that what who Ray really is, like mm. you'd you'd hate that, wouldn't you? It would be something. That Star Wars is really good, I think. Yeah. About, um, you know, some might argue they're a bit too good <laughs> at yeah. protecting the uh, the film secrets. Yeah. Well, do you want to get into that now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because this might go for a while, I think. Because. <laughs> I think, well, because, yes, as we said earlier, you were lucky enough to go to Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, was it this year? Yep. Yep. What, and you've been to previous celebrations, yes? I've, I've been to London, or it was Celebration Europe, but it was in London. Um, I, 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 I don't want to take what you said out of context, but I always, I always, my ears prick up when someone says, you were lucky enough. Oh. I'm always like, no, I have done... <laughs> Thousands of unpaid hours of work and work experience <laughs> in comedy and podcasting. There's there is there's little to no luck. I I am thankful for the opportunity, and everyone that gave me the opportunity, I thank them profusely. But luck, I I just like to quote Obi Wan Kenobi. In my experience, there is no such thing as luck. So uh, yes, so that, that like, and I know. Because people say that all the time. People say, "Oh, yeah. he's so lucky," and and I, you know, I don't like on Facebook, or whatever. And I just like go, whatever. But in my head, I'm like, "It's not luck, buddy. It's hard <laughs> it's work. Not luck. <laughs> you don't know how late I was up to last night. All right." Um, but yeah, start. So I I've been to Comic Con tons of times, San Diego Comic Con, but I only went to my first celebration last year. I went to London, for, and that was sort of like the Rogue One ish. How long have these been going for? Oh, since like since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, since so the first one was when Phantom Menace came out, was yeah, it? Yeah, just before Jeez. Phantom Menace, and um, apparently I didn't go. A few of my friends went. Obviously, I didn't go because I just said I only went to one last year. But um, it was in it was near Columbine, which Ooh, that, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, and it was a week after. Oh, really? Yeah. And so it was like a big thing of Denver. It was in Denver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Columbine, Denver. And um, I remember it was like a big thing that should they still do it or not? And it was like, well, we can't, you know, we can't let something horrible like that ruin 
like this is a chance for people to have fun and have joy and stuff. So they still did it, um, thankfully. But it rained heavily, and they weren't really. It apparently, like a lot of the stalls were outside and stuff, oh, and there was a lot just of people mud. In lines and yeah, things. so apparently it was a bit of a disaster. But I think people sort of remember it fondly because it was so sort of backward, like so, like like the fact that you don't expect to get muddy at a Star Wars convention. Yeah, no. <laughs> You expect to get sweaty, no, not muddy. Unless it's like a like kind of like a they've got like themed areas of like different planets, and there's like oh, a Dagobah area. Yeah, that that'd be cool. The Dagobah environment that'd be that'd be pretty neat. I, I'd be up for that for sure. The um yeah, so I went to London, and then this year I went to the one in Orlando, um and it's the Orlando one particularly because I like the the London one was cool because I knew a fair few people. And, you know, listeners and stuff. And I wasn't used to that because I, you know, would go to all these events, like in Australia and stuff, like the Star Wars events, and know no one. Like, because I didn't have, like, a social circle of, of nerds. Yep. And so it was very weird to go to this one in London and have people, like, come up and say hey and stuff. It was, like, made the experience a lot better. And then this year at, at in Florida, like, I knew tons of people. And then I had the listeners. So it was like, like, it's... If you go to heaven, I, I think, and, and, and just say people had their heaven tailored for them, which they should because it's yeah. heaven, you know. My heaven would be very much like Star Wars Celebration. Really? Wow. Yeah. And that's why people afterwards, they get depressed. There's a come down because there's like, my friends are like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing good this week, man. I just miss Celebration. Like, because wow. it's, it's like five days of like, you're with all your friends that you've met, you know, on the internet and stuff. And there's like, there's, you know, trailer premieres and there's parties and there's like and there's just people having an awesome time and then in Star Wars outfits. Seven month, seven month wait till the actual movie comes out. Then. I love the wait. Bring the wait on. Make it extend. Have it show the film next so year. Are I don't they care. still in post or are they? They're still finished. They're, they're completely finished now. Oh know? no, they're in post. They're in post. Oh, okay. Like they're doing um, music and stuff. Um, John Williams is recording the music, but and they they'll probably have like. You know, maybe a few more pickup shots and stuff. I don't know, but um, yeah, they've they've. I hope not. They usually don't end up well for movies that do reshoots. They, it's usually a sign that something bad's happened. Like we'll use that example of Suicide Squad. I don't know if you got that far into it, but like about in the midpoint, there's this elevator fight in Suicide Squad that is so obviously a reshoot. Ah, okay. No, I didn't make it to the elevator. Yeah. Um, I think that um. You know, what I'm trying to think of, there is like, it's not really, re- they did reshoot a fair bit, well not a fair bit, but they did reshoot um, a bit of The Force Awakens, but there's one bit I know that they did reshoot, but it wasn't part of the reshoots, They, you know when Harrison Ford hurt his leg? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like he had the door come down and squash his leg and they had six weeks off and then they rewrote a bit of stuff and then they reshot um, the the scene on the Falcon with um, Finn and Ray, And so that's a reshoot that led that, to a much the better scene. Is that hiding from the... Like, oh, wait, which yeah, they're that? hiding from Han and, and all the banter. Oh, yeah, Apparently yeah. the banter had the sort of wrong tone or something. So, so I don't think like reshoots as... Like as a rule, mean they're bad. Like quite often they're good when they're when everything goes to plan. Like what a reshoot's meant to be is okay. We've 
edited the film together roughly. Oh, we should have really shot that. Or this story doesn't quite make sense. We need an extra little scene in. But yeah, but like when it's like, oh man, we got to, this film is like, you know, your Suicide Squad or your, your Fantastic yeah. Four, where it's just like, this is a disaster. We've got to wedge some stuff in or, yeah. So I, I think it's like, I, I think it's a great tool. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's it's like, and I guess say for, say for a podcast, right? Say for a podcast where you're just like, you edit it, right? Well, I edit mine and it's, it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just part of the process and I like to do it. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think in a good case, that's what a reshoot is. But then yeah, sometimes so. things go so bad where you're just like, oh, this needs a giant edit job. Mm. And then the same thing. So like, but then because you can't really go back and re- re-record that bit. Yeah, but you can make it so people aren't going to get arrested yeah, yeah. when it's brought out, which we've had a few Green Guide Letters episodes <laughs> where really? it was like, I had, had a guy go, oh, man, you saved my career. That was amazing. How did you do that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when yeah, just the topics go because people get into a like a comfortable state, you know, which is like you know, I guess is um, you know, flattering that you can get someone into that state where they say things where it's just like, oh, please save me. <laughs> and I think I've established with a lot of people that they know I will like they can say whatever, like, and I w- I've got a good gauge of like that probably shouldn't be out there. Like, I did one today, I, and this is a Star Wars one, and someone just said something a little bit political that wasn't part of it. All right. And then at the end, when we're talking after that, they said, oh, man, can you just take this? And I said, oh, dude, it was all right. I already knew to get rid of that. Okay, like, yep. it didn't serve anything, and it's, it's just going to annoy, like, 20% of the people that listen sort of thing. Okay. For nothing, for no gain sort of thing. So, yeah, I think reshoots, like, they're kind of a dirty word. Yeah. But I think it's just part of the process. Mm. And I guess Star Wars didn't really say that they were doing reshoots like Suicide Squad did because like they didn't publicly do like do like a press release or whatever and like news cycles picked it up. Well, they tried to well, with Rogue One where they did have oh, yeah. well, major they, reshoots. Everyone got worried, didn't they? Yeah, so they were trying to like Disney execs weren't happy with it, weren't they? Or there was something like that. Yeah, there's like I I think they just decided to take the film into a you know point it in a different sort of direction towards the end but you know they did refilm like you know weeks and weeks and they were trying to say oh it's not as bad as you think you guys sort of thing but you know i um so yeah i think reshoots they're a dirty word but they don't they it shouldn't be because sometimes they're good and sometimes they add little oh we need this scene yada 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 or sometimes it's you know it's kind of like ah what annoys me is and 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 this sort of happened in Rogue One is when the re like it doesn't all mesh back together. Like I just find that like there's a scene at the start right where something happened at a Jin's house. You know when she's little. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the 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 death troopers get there and then all of a sudden, like and there's in the photos as well. There's something on fire. I don't think I noticed in in a photo or something in the in the there's photos yeah. there was there was a photo of a death trooper with a big fire in the background really? or an explosion and then there's one shot in the film where there's fire in the background oh, really? of a death trooper and it's like where it the lo- f- does it look like almost the same shot or is it 
Well, it's the same shot. Like, it was filmed at the same time. But just that whole fire thing was taken out of it. I don't know if they blew something up or what. But, yeah, there's this flame. And it's unexplained. Like, little things like that sort of just... I need to go back and look at that now. Irritate me. Um, Because I like it all to match up. I'm trying to think of something... And that's like when people are trying to work out who everyone is in The Force Awakens. Like, like who... um, you know, who's Ray related to? And I think they had a story that said it was this. And then later on they went, no, nah, we want it to be that. And I think, like, if you go by the clues in the film, like, I think they're wrong. I think there's, I think there's clues in there. Like, I think maybe at a time it was meant to be Han Solo's daughter. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. But then and they the- kind of thought of the idea of Kylo Ren. Well, well no, think I think Kylo or? Ren was always in it. Oh, all right. But then I think they maybe, like, went, oh, let's not make it the daughter. Do you know what I mean? And because there's, like, like the Han... I can't... Like, when you do the math of working out if Ray could be a solo, when you've read the books and stuff, it doesn't seem possible. The only way it could be possible is if they thought Ray died. All right. At very young. Do you think they just kind of when they just dropped her off on Jakku and is that what you're kind of thinking? And no, then well, the, no. They, then they wouldn't be the ones that dropped her oh, off on Jakku. So you don't think her parent that that was her parents? No, no, no. But that's the only way it could be a solo. Parent. Oh, but there's okay. no way, like it doesn't make sense for. So if they dropped her on Jakku, yeah, and then Han Solo was talking about Jakku, like nothing's clicking. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I get you. And they would have to think that she's dead. Because why aren't they clicking? Like, do you know what I mean? Why aren't there something weird going on? But I don't know. The way he finished her, she finished his lines and stuff, it sort of hints towards it. But there's no, it can't be, right? Like, when you when you take in everything's established and stuff, and I just, it's not possible. But I kind of think for a while, maybe the story went in that direction. But yeah, I always get, like, when they don't clean up... Like, there was a, a reshoot in um, The Force Awakens or a, a recut where Maz Kanata went to Resistance Base. Like, you know, the, you know, they go... And then that's in the trailer is... Oh, yeah, that's right. Maz handing Leia the lightsaber. That's right, right? yeah. And so they totally got rid of that. They left her there. But they don't... They never say goodbye to Maz Kanata. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> I'm just realising that. They... Maz Kanata gives Finn the lightsaber and then you're done, son. You're not... That's it. No goodbyes, nothing. And so that... I, I that Yeah, so what do you think? Is she scheduled to be... Or, like, announced that she's in The Last Jedi? She's in it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's been... Um, well, she's on the cast uh, list yeah. and all that sort of and stuff. I think I saw something. You might have, someone might have posted it in the Steel Wars fan group, um, the fan Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something like there's like a statue of her in either one of the prequel films or something like that. Yeah, there is. Um, in Anakin's bedroom, there is a statue of something that looks like Maz Kanata, which was available from like a pottery barn or something. Oh, really? So you could buy it from, say, Ikea. Oh, you right, you yep. could go into the into the the, um, the garden section and buy it. It was like a gnome. Like it was like a garden oh, okay. gnome. And it was like, you know, it wasn't from Ikea, but it was from a big so box was, retailer. Yeah. And so they've gotten all this stuff 
and put it in. Now, just a coincidence, you think, or I've never heard or read anything that makes it not a coincidence. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, I don't think... Like, you could... You think it's all kind of ca- carefully, like, planned and, like, put in the shot, do you think? No, 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 no. I mean... Sorry. I said that wrong. I've never heard anything or read anything that would say it wasn't just a coincidence. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, th- you know, there, there is a very... It's possible that they watched all the prequels... And just looked for things to, oh, and they went. They right. could base yeah. that on. But I don't. I've never heard that. Is that like kind of all? As by the t-shirt I'm wearing and the ones that you sell, uh, you you're not really a fan of um, fan theories. No, I'm just fan. Just I'm a fan of ones though. I'm a fan of reality. <laughs> like I'm a fan. Like I love a good theory if it checks out. Like do you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's the thing with the I was talking about with Ray being Han Solo's. Um, yeah, daughter, daughter um, the like I'm happy to investigate it, and then I'll go well like like these are the facts, these are the timeline. Does this fit? And then once it doesn't, it's done. Do you know what I mean? But with the Snoke theories, you've got the the your Snoke theory sucks T-shirt. It's people have this this thing of like, okay, my theory is it's this. Yeah, and then you go, well, it can't be that because of this, that, and that. Yeah, but it's thunder theorize. And it's like, but if your theory doesn't work... What, what does that mean? I don't know. It's, it's like... But if your theory doesn't work, then what's the point of it? Like, it's, like it's fine for you to say, I think it's going to be... I think it's Boba Fett. Right, yeah. and then you go. Well, I don't think it's that because of this, that, and that. Like, if there's reasons like it's not, and you know, Snoke is either like he is seven foot tall, like that's sort of been hinted at. Oh, okay, you don't think he's just tiny, and this nah. massive holograms projecting him to be no, no, no. Like people that have worked on the movie have said that's how tall he is. Oh, all right. And and I like I know it to be true. Okay, and. So then you have to take into account, like, well, whoever your theory is, he has to change form. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that he somehow has to get, like, make, be deformed to that. And get a, have a growth spurt. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? He has yeah. to become a basketball player so overnight. That kind of just turns to that he's a new character. Yeah. So I don't, like, so I'm, I love theories. Like, I am, like, if you've got a good theory about, I think this, that, or the other. I am down to hear it, but then once it doesn't make sense, shut up. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Or, or there's sometimes people get, they get offended or something because you're like, well, it's established that this, that, and the other. And, oh, yeah, it's, but it's thunder theorized. And I'm like, yeah, but if it's, if it's proven, like you can say two plus two equals five. But it's you, not. No, it's not. Oh, it's, it's fun to theorize. Like, <laughs> No, it's not. No. <laughs> like, so, yeah, so I love, so, yeah, so I like the theories, but I like it when they, they, like, when they have they, evidence to back it up. Yeah, or, or there's, or, or more likely, there's not evidence to dismiss it. Because that more often than not, because they'll be like, well, you know, you could say, say about the Ray being um, the parents. Well, in like the Bloodline book, um, you know, Ray is talking about, 
having a child and all like it sort of establishes like a chain of oh, events okay. and i think go, i th- i think it's been ruled out that it's even possible that like with with what's what's been established yeah. so after that's established what's the point of theorizing about it like it's you can write change your theory and just say this is my fan fiction story i've written a story in a universe a slightly yeah. different universe of star wars where you know where where that is possible. Yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with fan fiction. I mean, like, go ahead with that. But like, some some of those like fan theories, they're just ridiculous. And I'm just like, can't you just wait until the movie comes out and find and just find yeah. out? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think as long as like like if you want the theory to be taken seriously, make sure it's a solid theory. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And if I don't know, it's it's sort of like. Like I think it's fun to do, like you know what I mean. Like like you watch a trailer and you're like, what's that? What's what's you know what are those ships yeah, doing? Yeah, there's a lot Why of stuff in the last Jedi yeah. trailer that you're thinking about. You yeah, think so about. I think like going on all about that. That's that's how we make these podcasts every week because yeah. there's so much to talk about. But it's like once it's disproven, mm. it's that, that, that's like. That's why I wonder how go. you've done over how many over a hundred and thirty something episodes of Steel Wars. Uh, tonight I put up one thirty three. So that's what I'm wondering for just this franchise that's how you can get that much content out of just so few films and like I mean obviously there's like like a whole bunch of expansion novels and like TV shows and things like that yeah well that like on paper it seems hard but then when you're talking about people's there's 40 years of combined experiences yeah, I guess so. and, and you're talking yeah and you're talking about like their experience with Star Wars and like how they got into it when were they first like kind of yeah. exposed to it and you're also selling me short because I do the that but then Oh yeah, you do call-in shows. Then as I well. do the call-in shows. Yeah, that's another that's two hours funny. a week, so it's it's crazy. Like sometimes when I, it's like man, I've talked about this thing a lot, but it's so much fun. Like yeah. today, so this the episode that I put up tonight is um, funnily enough because you got the t-shirt on. I interviewed a dude that got your Snoke theory sucks tattooed on his leg. Oh really? Yeah, he just thought it'd be funny. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Are you kind of amazed by that or? At the start, when he because I got, he contacted me before he did it. I uh, to say I'm doing it, or should I do it? Yeah. yeah, and he sort of said, "Oh, if this tweet gets so many, I think it was 500 retweets." And I was like, I messaged him back. I said, oh, "I don't know, dude. I'm not. I don't think this is a good idea, man." And he goes, "It's cool. I've got other. I've got. I've already got regrettable tattoos. Like I've got dumb tattoos already." And I'm like, "Oh, go for it then." Like. <laughs> You know, if you're already like, yeah, like a Dragon Ball Z tattoo or something. He's got so, one. He's got a no regrets one. <laughs> and so, um, it's on his leg, so it's it's not like I I was a bit disappointed he didn't get it as a neck tattoo. That would have been awesome. But um, so anyway, so I said to him, well, that you know, come on the podcast. Like, keep it secret that you've got the tattoo done. All right. And then come on the podcast. And it, like, you know, when the podcast goes up, it'll be announcing that you got this tattoo and, you know, people will be like, you know, because some people are going to think it's funny. Some people are going to hate it, right? Because um, some people hate the sticker. They really? find it, Yeah, because they, they feel like it's like being mean to them. Oh. But the, the, the joke is that even before I've heard your Snoke theory, it sucks. Like, that's the joke. Anyway, we won't go into that. But um, so I was like... Yeah, come on the podcast. So the podcast normally goes for like an hour, 90 minutes, something like that. And I was like, man, I've never spoken to this dude in my life. The only thing I know about him is that he got this tattoo. Right. So I don't even know if he like can like he's good at talking or like what his views are on Star Wars. But 
we ended up going for like almost two hours. Wow. And then I had to go, oh man, I've got to, I've got to get back to cleaning up my house. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the amazing thing is that like you can talk about it forever. Mm. Like you literally can talk about yeah. it forever. And it's, it, do you ever find it hard to not get to get repetitive? Like, do you ever find that it gets repetitive though? I try not to make it repetitive. Like I try to. It's never repetitive with other people. Oh, okay, yeah. Generally, like it's like they might they've you know like people you know a lot of people love Han Solo, a lot of people love Boba Fett, but then there's different reasons, there's different memories. Um, everyone's experience when they first see the movie is going to be different. Um, all that sort of stuff. I do like try to keep in my head um, the stories I've told before. I, I try to keep track of, oh man, I've told this story. Like I know I've told it lately. But uh, but if it's like something where it's like that was eighty episodes ago, then like because you know the listenership changes and stuff. But I do try to. I that's the main thing is I try to not go back. Because, you know, it's sort of like we don't have a plan really what we're going to talk about. So, if I've got like, say, I don't know, like a good Pablo story, I don't. And then Pablo comes up again. I will in my head go, I think I told that Pablo story three episodes ago. But um, like I think maybe the story that I've told the most, which is a quick one, is... And it's a good example of Star Wars fandom. Is in the nineties, I didn't have any Star Wars friends, and I was at a Star Wars convention, and someone brought up Ewoks, and the dudes at the back booed. Oh! And that was the first time I realized that it was possible to not like Ewoks. Like I didn't know that was possible. Like I didn't. Like I was like four or something when Return of the Jedi came out. So I was like, like Ewoks were my jam. Like a lot. Like I had the teddy bear. Still got the teddy bear. Got a cat because it looks like an Ewok. I, 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 everything about Ewoks I love I love their little bellies their tuckuses mm-hmm. their ears don't like it when they blink hate it when oh, they blink well, I think it's creepier if they don't though no it's creepier when they do because I spent like 35 years without blinking and then oh, I get this okay. box set and they're blinking all of a sudden they're like possessed. and they're not seeing yub dub either yeah I, I dealt with that one I dealt with that one but um yeah and I always tell that story because it's like I always find it fascinating that people get and this is before I did the podcast, I had no idea about this as well, that someone else not liking a film you like can upset you. Yes. Like, so when people say, I love Jar Jar Binks, don't say me, like, and they get upset that someone doesn't like Bob Jar Jar Binks, I always say, well, like, well, I love Ewoks. And then I found out people didn't like Ewoks. And I went, oh, still love Ewoks. And it didn't, it didn't faze me at all. So, yeah. But to answer your question, so... I try to avoid being repetitive by limiting the stories. But the thing is, the good thing about that is then there's more, like I've got all these other stories that I don't even know are stories. Like they're just memories. And it's really weird that sometimes when you're interviewing someone and they'll mention like a toy or a packet of chips or, a, you know, like uh, some yeah. some reference of a... Like they bring up Star Wars Tarzos oh, or, yeah, or yeah. Bendoms and then it will unlock a memory in my head and it's a whole new memory that I didn't even know I had. So it's it's kind of, um, you know, kind of limitless, I yeah. think. I think it's more... I can do it forever. I can literally do it forever. It's just how long can... Like how yeah. much do people want to listen to me a week? There's a limit to that. Yep. As, as, as 
sad and as a chilling effect that that is, that people don't want me forever all day. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm ready to do it, you guys. Uh, um, what's this, how long have you been going for? We uh, 52. Uh, but, you know, whatever you want to uh, finish well, up. I might like, just um, say, like, because um, usually on your podcast, you ask them how like they got into Star Wars and like mm. how they did that. So, um, being a child of the late 90s, um, I first um, was raised, well, first introduced with Star Wars with the prequels. So, yeah. um, have you, have many of the people that have been on your podcast, um, like, had that, or? Yeah, there's been quite a few. Yeah. Um, the guy, the, the David, that I interviewed about the tattoo, he wasn't, he'd seen the original trilogy, but he was 10 when The Phantom Menace came out. Oh, right. So, he was in... Like prime age for when like that came the out. prime age. Yeah, like because like, I was eleven when Transformers Two came out, and that that movie's awful. But like when that came out, I thought that was the best thing ever. <laughs> oh, I was I was a dumb kid then. <laughs> I like it. That's your sign of maturity. I know Michael Bay's not that good. That's that's. Yeah, well, I've, and I do have a bit. Of, even though like I've rewatched the prequels now and I've realised that they're not the best, um, I still do have a soft spot for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I would say to you and the listeners that the Star Wars prequels are underrated because they're rated so badly. Yeah, I, Do you know what I, I mean? I can like, tell where you're coming from, yeah. Like, I think people... Initially, you know, there's the big shock when the film came out that it was, you know, it wasn't what people expected. Yeah. I'm not, like... And, and, and that was the problem, you know... Because we had 15 years to, like, yeah. fantasize and, and like, you know... And then we had, like, maybe, like, five years, maybe four or five years to then, like, where he was like, I'm going to make the prequels. Mm. And he um, didn't really do anything in between then, did he, George Lucas, though? Well, he did, like, Willow and... Uh, yeah. and, he, and, he, and he produced... He produced a lot of it, but he didn't, yeah. like, write or direct much, though. Nah, nah. He well, definitely didn't direct. Yeah. And oh, he produced that Howard the Duck movie as yeah, well. Yeah, Howard the Duck, and there was there was Tucker, something about oh. cars. But that's you know that's George. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. like he's like I just want this is what I want to do. This is my story. I want to say so. Um, I think he he, he seems like a, a bit of a badge of honor that so many of his films have been um, have failed. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But um, I I tell you what I, I I'm getting into at the moment is just. George Lucas interviews on YouTube. I, c- I can stay up all night and just watch George Lucas interviews from any era. Oh, just transfixed. And the lies. Oh, my God. Oh, what kind of stuff is he saying? There? Well, they're not lies. I think at the time he thinks them to be true. Oh, okay. Like he's gone from saying that there was, there was nine movies to there was six to there's never, ever going to be an episode seven. I just, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it like last wow. year. So, I, like, I always say they're lies because it's funnier to say lies. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I love watching. He's so interesting, a dude, to um, just to watch him talk and what he says about um, different things. But, yeah, I think The Phantom, they, they're all underrated because they are so maligned. But I, I think the overreaching story... Is good. I think the, the the Darth Sidious plot is ingenious, yeah. both in yeah, the, universe the, and and like as a storytelling yeah, thing. And, and the whole like, the whole um like because a lot of people when they say what the best part of the prequels are, they always go to like the opera scene in Revenge of the Sith where he's saying he's talking about Darth Plagueis the Wise. 
and I do I do agree that that's the best part of the whole prequel trilogy. Mm. I think. Yeah, I don't know what my best part is. I like like Attack of the Clones has it has to have several of the worst scenes ever oh. in Star Wars history. Yeah, you know you've got. The, the I, I hate sand. The sand, which I'm into. I'm into that now. I'm I'm into that. Like I, like I would not take that away because it's so funny. Yeah, and, like and, John, and the amount of memes that it's created. Yeah. Like well, it's, well, when I was at Celebration, I interviewed a girl, Spike, that got the, a jar of sand signed by Hayden Christensen. So that's I'm, incredible. I'm so I, the sand thing is is great. It's it's hot. It's brutal. But now I like it's endearing. Like I, it's it's so much funny stuff. I can just imagine Hayden Christensen at like the at the signature booth, and someone just has a jar of sand to sign. And I can just imagine like, oh, do you reckon he'd be like kind of like he'd be amused by it, or do you think he'd just be confused? You don't have to imagine. It's on the podcast. Oh really? You can go listen to it. Not him, but her reaction. Yeah. To, like her reaction. I think it's on episode 131 yep. which is the Star Wars Celebration 1 and it would be on part 8 I right. think but it's the, it's yeah. the Saturday afternoon All right. I was listening to one of them on the way here it was the one where you were interviewing everyone for um, Studio 10 yeah yeah yep. yeah, yeah. so who, you got to interview like as I said at the top Ryan Johnson uh, Daisy Ridley John Boyega Kathleen Kennedy and Kelly Marie Tran oh, okay yep yeah how was that like, because you also got to interview Harrison Ford when The Force Awakens came out. Is that really, really nerve-wracking when you do that? Yeah. The um, the Harrison Ford was extremely nerve-wracking because we didn't know um, that I was going to do it. Like, I knew I was going there to do a story, but we hadn't been confirmed that we'd get any time with Harrison. Um, in fact, we'd been told we wouldn't. So, I kind of... I held out hope, you know, do or do not, there is no try. And it wasn't like in my mind that that was going to happen. And it did. And it was like, you know, it was silly, but it was a very, um, uh, very special day for me. And it was so, so because I didn't have time to plan or really prepare, it was crazy. And it, like, because I didn't have like weeks to think about it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or even a day to you think had about a it. Few minutes, or I had, not even that. I had five minutes to think about Jeez. it, and so. And you're probably just thinking, "Oh God, what am I going to ask? What am I going to ask?" Yeah, well, because you don't want to, um, you know, he's been he's done twenty mm. interviews that day, yeah. and he's, you know, he's got a reputation, and so I wanted to desperately try to ask him stuff. And this is my thing with all of them, that they haven't heard. 20 times yeah. and they have to think mm. about the answer and you also don't want to make a fool of yourself on national television either <laughs> no because if he hadn't like we got along really well and like he like like he enjoyed talking to me like you mm. know he's laughing and stuff and I just say that as a just an honest appraisal and I was like I was like if he shuts me down like if this doesn't work out good then like how am I going to go on? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. to have someone, like, to have Han Solo, who you've, like, loved since you're a little kid, like, shut you down. Like, how do I, do, like, what do oh, I do? I don't like, know. how do I watch how the do film come back from that? with that grudge? And, but we, yeah, we had, we had a very good time. But um, doing the ones at Celebration, it was less pressure because 
it was a bit more of a controlled environment. Uh, like the okay, one, yeah. the other one was a bit more like... It was just kind of like this big kind of event. At like It was at Sydney Opera House, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was sort of like a red carpet thing. But the thing at Celebration was like, they're in this room to be interviewed. Uh, okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that's what their job is. And I knew about it for like a month beforehand. Okay, so you had plenty of time to prepare this time. Yeah, I didn't know... There was a few people that I didn't... They wouldn't say who I was interviewing. Oh, okay. But I knew... Like, I could go, well, Daisy Ridley and John Biega are going to be there. Ryan Johnson's going to be there. For sure. Do you know what I mean? So yep. I knew that stuff. And um, so, yeah. So because of that, I had like a lot of time to think about it. it and yeah. And I do have a belief that I'm good at it. And stuff, and and I'm like I, I feel like I've got a good knack for asking a question that they'll find interesting. The hardcore Star Wars fan will find interesting, and then the person watching morning television will find interesting. Yeah, you've got a lot of um, demographics to kind of. Uh, yeah, so something that like it's on a morning TV show, but then it's on a nerd podcast, and people enjoyed it both ways. Both, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and also it's fun for them and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's like super fun because like I enjoy the challenge. I enjoy trying to think of questions, have like, you know, cause you've only technically meant to ask two. So you're sort of trying to, oh, what can I get out of this one? Yeah, trying to know, get the most out of each question. Yeah. So I, I, I do find it, um, yeah, it's super fun it, and hopefully I get more chances to, to do it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Actually, just for what I was saying, like, um, it actually wasn't the prequels at my first... Because my dad was trying to get me into Star Wars at a very young age. And, Good parenting. Uh, yeah, I was a bit of an asshole child, though, and I was like, no, nah, this looks dumb, and didn't actually watch it until I was about 10. And then my mate, uh, Daniel, who used to live across the road from me, he was obsessed with Star Wars, like, absolutely loved it. And I was hanging out with him one day, and he's like, oh, the Clone Wars is on in just a moment. So I went to his house, and I watched one of the episodes of Clone Wars, and then I got into it from that then watched like, a lot of the Clone Wars TV series, then got into the prequels, and then the original trilogy. Oh, really? Yeah, so... <laughs> what a modern the entry intri- point. Yeah. What a modern entry point. So you didn't see any of them at the cinema? Uh, Force Awakens was the first one I saw at the cinema. Oh, right. That's so cool. What was that like? Sorry. Um, well, I went and saw it. I, I travelled up from Shepparton to IMAX on the th- second day it came out. A 12pm sh- Friday showing. Still sold out. And, yeah, still sold out. It was probably one of the best cinema experiences I've, I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, like, back in... That cinema and Shep, it's never really that crowded, unless, like, a Fast and Furious movie, because it's full of, like, frills and bogans and things like that. Yeah, Shepparton's pretty gnarly. It is very gnarly. <laughs> uh, a lot of my listeners are probably in Shep and probably family friends, so sorry if that's the case. I oh, know. I just remember I went there to do... A, I've, I've gone there a few times to do skateboard demos. Oh, yeah. That's just at the little... Um, place just on the lake there because there's yeah. not really anywhere else to yeah but it's a pretty it. good park yeah uh, like well back at wet then it was a pretty good park um but i remember driving into town and sort of like i don't know like at the entry point of the town or something there was just like like eight utes just parked there just with dudes just chilling just staring at us and it was like what are these dudes doing and they called them mingers or something like that uh, I'm not I'm not familiar with that term, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a lovely place, lovely skate park, and it was by the lake. It was very nice, and like I know, like all the people there that we that came to the demos and stuff mm. were really nice. But yeah, the dudes in the Utes were like 
I was like, yeah, I don't know how long I'll last in this yeah. town. No, I'm glad I'm out of there for the moment. Well, you always, um, you know, everyone's got their Tatooine, yep. their little hometown they desperately need to get yep. out Sh- of. Shepparton's definitely my Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, I, I had Rosebud as mine. and um, But I, I like going back there and, and, and seeing everyone. But it's, um, yeah, it's, yeah, everyone's got their Tatooine. And that's a cool thing about Star Wars. Yeah, it's, it's a metaphor for life. Definitely. Yeah, but just getting back to, I sold out IMAX showing of The Force Awakens on the second day it came out. It was awesome. And it, I was just, it's really hard trying not because there was, that, because IMAX, when they were doing that, they had like a showing every three hours for like, three like four days straight for like the entire weekend so they didn't close so there was a screening every three yeah, hours because my friend dill went to our premiere so we had one at midnight oh yeah and yeah. then we did the podcast and then that finished at like like four thirty or something <laughs> in the morning and then he got we had a bus taking everyone back to the city and then he got off the bus and then went to imax and watched oh, it again at like six in the morning wow and he goes it was so weird it was like yeah, it was packed. Yeah. Well, there was not an empty seat. And just walking out, and like you see all these people lined up for the next one, it's so tempting to just like you have to stay. You just have to shut up. You can't say anything as you're oh, walking so you, out. So you're not the Homer Simpson. No, <laughs> I wanted to be so badly. Yeah. But, well, that's uh, why I, I'm impressed that you waited two days. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Uh, well, I did finish. Like I did have the day before. I finished work at like twelve thirty, and there was a showing at like one o'clock, and I was so tempted to go then, but I'm like. You know what? No, I, I'm gonna be. T- if I do that, I'm gonna be too tempted because I went with a bunch of my friends as well. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to do that. What was your internet usage like? Sorry, during that time, uh, yeah. I tried to restrict it as much as I could, and I did see like it was. I, w- I remember scrolling through Instagram on the train down to Melbourne and seeing like the Force Awakens out in two days, like from the official Star Wars page on Instagram, and some fuckhead in the comment comments decided to spoil the film. Like, luckily, I saw Han Solo and then just didn't bother reading after that. Yeah, I had some idiot tweet me. Like, they were just finding people to to spoil. Like, I didn't know this person. Like, it was just a troll. And I remember just seeing it. It was, like, the day before the film came out. And I kind of just, like, I saw keywords and just went, nah. And looked away yeah. and then blocked and reported. But I find I found it very interesting that um, I'm, I'm, I'm. Why do people do it? That's what I find interesting. It's like Star Wars brings so much joy. You know, you go to Star Wars Celebration, whatever, and it just brings just pure joy. And the 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 premier, you know, the opening weekend, I. Like I've got such a soft spot for because it's just all these people from different cultures, different works of life, all sitting in a cinema together and enjoying this film mm. about you know hope and courage and stuff. And the fact that some twisted dude on the internet wants to like, what do you like, get out like, of that? Like, and it's not like they don't like me. Yeah, they don't know. Like, it's just they do it to random people. Yeah, I know. And, and and it's sort what, of just what do they get out of it though? I I, life's not going to plan for them. <laughs> It's not Clearly. going well. And, and yeah, yeah, I I kind of think that that's their life is my revenge. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, I'm like, you are in such a horrible place. You are, like, you're in such a negative place. I don't need to get you back. You're there. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm off to go to this thing It's going to, like... Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And that, 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 like... 
when I look back at, I get misty-eyed at because it's it was so joyous. Mm. You're on the internet on your Twitter account trying to spoil a movie because something's wrong, mm. man. But I think it was worse as well because that was the official Star Wars Instagram page as well, and like anyone that flicks through that, yeah, could see it. But I guess there's no way for them to monitor it in real time because yeah, they must so. get like like I actually know guys that run the social media for for Star Wars. And, um, yeah, they, they can't, like, they're not seeing mention. Do you know what I mean? They mm. post it on Instagram. You know, there's probably, like, 2,000 comments yeah, in the exactly. first, like, it's 10 minutes. difficult to monitor. So they can't, and you, yeah, there's no way for them to, like, you know, like, because yeah. you can't approve them. And if you did approve them, you'd be, yeah. you know, you'd need eight people to as like a full-time job to go, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. well, you're just hoping on people to like report those comments or something like that, yeah. which doesn't really do anything anyway. But but it's um yeah, it's it's a puzzling phenomenon that people do that, and it's I don't know, it's sad for them. Like, yeah, I know. all right, um, just one other thing that like because we were talking about the prequels a moment ago, and like with theories and things like that, something I kind of said as a joke, and like something I like to think about more to make the prequels here we go a little bit more entertaining. I like to think that Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequel trilogies is just Ewan McGregor's character from Train Spotting while he's at rehab. Like he just has like he's had an obsession with the death sticks. Like he's been he's been addicted to those and now he's joined the Jedi Order just to go to go clean on them. Okay, I think I've heard that one. Um the other one <laughs> The other one that I've heard is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah, I've heard is, this one. is Han Solo's dream. While he's in Carbonite. Yeah. Yeah. And because there's like Club Obi-Wan, there's Star Wars oh, references in it. Right. Yeah. So he's like dreaming this thing. And and because there's like, there's like some Nazis that are imperial. Like there's a lot of actors that appear oh, in the same really? film. Yeah. So there's sort of like, you know, you can make this bizarre, yeah. you know, which is like whatever. Yeah. Like obviously it's not, but it's, yeah. you know, like that sort of theory is more of a, an obvious joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I don't think you're actually writing up a thesis about... Yeah, oh, definitely not. But then just with w- what I thought about, like, I just imagined the whole Choose Life um, monologue in Trainspotting if it was from the perspective of Obi-Wan. Like, you're probably just like, choose life. Choose the Jedi. From a certain point yeah. of view. Choose yeah. the high ground. The high ground, that was so... It was like this thing at the end of Revenge of the Sith that... It's been memed you, to death now, though. It's, yeah, but like if if you just saw that clip of the film, you would think, oh, this high ground something they went on about yeah. for at least two of the films. That was a big part of the training. Like imagine if that was part of the... Imagine if in The Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones that this was established, this high ground thing, and then at the end, you'd go, oh yeah, the high ground. Yeah. Nah. You think that was maybe something that he was teaching Anakin? He's like, you know, you know, you can't win from this, like because I taught, I taught you. Yeah, well, that's what they should have like planted oh, okay, in. Yeah. And like now, you can go back and you can write a novel, but blah blah. Or blah. a robot chicken sketch where Obi Wan just says high ground after the after all of it. Have you seen that? I can't remember that one, but oh. I love the robot chicken. I, I think that's one of the yeah, best. Star Wars yeah, yeah. I think I think in like one of the later seasons they did it. They did that sketch and just like it's like you were the chosen one, high ground. Like after every sentence in that thing, he just says hi. Is that in the Star Wars one or is that I a mixed one? I think that's just in one of the mixed ones. Uh, I've never seen a mixed one. Oh, okay. I've just got the DVD. I think there's like three DVDs, yeah, yeah. which I, yeah, I actually rate them very oh, they're, highly. They're great. All right, we should wrap it up there, I guess.
Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I gotta go back to yeah, cleaning, cleaning up this. And uh, I hope this isn't. This, uh, is this the stuff that you sell online at your your store? Uh, just sitting here on the. Nah, this is just leftovers and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, don't worry. I send out. I make sure all the stickers are okay. of top notch. There's, there is. All right. This is sort of like half of it's like my stuff I brought back from celebration. Oh, okay. And people don't need to know about that. All right. Well, where can people, if they want, they're interested in buying some of this stuff, uh, where can they find it? Well, yeah. So all the Snoke Theory socks stuff you can get that at SteelWars.com. But I guess if you're just new to me, um, just check out the podcast first, Steel Wars. Uh, we do two episodes a week. One's a interview episode. The other one's a call-in show where anyone can call in. It's sort of like talkback radio for Star Wars nerds. Yep, uh, you can do it on Skype or you can call in and um, all the details are on the yep, site. And what time is that usually at? Uh, well, it's hard to say because yeah, people listen okay. from all different things. It's right. normally on the weekends. All right. And... Um, as a th- rule of thumb, if you're in America, it's normally Friday night, and if you're in Australia, it's Saturday around the middle of the day. Right. But then it changes, and some like you know, because I don't always have that time spare. Um, and then if you want to listen to my other comedy podcast, it's I Love Green Guide Letters, and pretty much we have um, celebrity and comedic guests come on the show to review the complaint letters to the TV Guide. Uh, and it's one of my favourite podcasts as well. Like I'm more of a Green Guide fan than a Steel Wars. I, li- I listen to Steel Wars occasionally. Like if you've got a like a pretty good name on. Oh but, God, putting the pressure on me oh, now. No, but uh, I listen to Green Guide like religiously. So thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah, and I love the live show that I went to. Ah, oh, cheers. Yep. Ta. Yep. No worries. And um, also, if uh, you're a loop, if you just happen to be a looper listening, uh, go back in time to when uh, Steel's show, The Enthusiast, that happened at the Melbourne <laughs> Comedy Festival this year. That was a really, really good. Well, it might be back next year. Oh, it really? It might be back. So stay um, tuned. It'd be a new and improved um, bit of action. Oh, nice. And at the comedy festival again next year, next year, hopefully, or just should be. It's a yeah. My always uncertain is the future or some yeah. quote like that so yeah I'm, I'm going to be spending a lot of time in LA so yeah we'll see that's the plan the the, the thumbnail plan is to um, come back for a comedy festival awesome alright um, thanks very much for Steel Saunders for being on my show it's been my- an absolute pleasure to have you on and thanks for inviting me around to your place to do it my pleasure my pleasure anytime when my apartment's needed in this <laughs> In the next two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so, uh, as I've said on the last couple of episodes, I am on a few radio shows at university on Sirius SR Swinburne Student Radio. I am part of Lachlan Beasley's show Movie Fury, which is on every Monday at 12 p.m. through 1 p.m. Uh, we now have social media for that, so we have a li- Facebook page, so you can go like that. We have a Twitter page, at Movie Fury, and I'm pretty sure there's an Instagram, which is at movie.fury. Which for, I don't think we could have got that one. That's uh, Tim's fault for doing that. Um, uh, I, I may also be on the. Th- I'm also regularly on the Three SSR Movie Show, which is also on Monday, but from 3 p.m. till 4 p.m. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm, when I'm going to be on that next, but hopefully I'll be on there sometime in the future. Yeah. So you can like our Facebook page at Another Bloody Movie Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Another Bloody Movie Pod. You can also get, contact me through our Gmail at Another Bloody Movie Pod at Gmail You can also follow my personal Instagram at Sean Hub underscore, which is S that's S E A N H U B underscore. And thanks again for Steel Saunders for being on the podcast. My pleasure. All right, and thanks for listening. We'll see you later. <laughs>